When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football. Halfway uh, through on a very eventful day. It has been busy, and uh, we thank all of you for being with us. Greg Byrne joined us in the first hour to give us an update on where things are with Coach DeBoer and... uh, he also addressed the transfer portal where uh, a number of Alabama players uh, seem to be testing the waters. Let's get back to the calls. And Morrison is in Baton Rouge. Hello, Morrison. How you doing, Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. I just want to call and I want to address my Alabama fans. And I want to tell them we don't want to hear it. All the years we had to go through the the Dodge Chargers and the $10,000 under the table coming to Louisiana, stealing our players. We don't want to hear it. I seen something on the post saying, oh, uh, it's the teams like Georgia that are coming poaching our players. No, Nick is gone. Nick is gone. And now the tide is about to turn. Now the tide is about to turn. I don't want to hear it. NIL this, NIL that. Everyone else is dealing with it, but $10,000 can't get it anymore. The Dodge dealership was getting sick of Alabama. But now it's the NIL. NIL, they're taking our players. No, $10,000 is not going to get it anymore. The Dodge charges aren't going to get it anymore. You have to actually go and recruit. You have to go and recruit. You can't come to Louisiana and have a gate around you. It has a gate around it, and it's called Brian Kelly. Arson, thank you. Uh, and, and it really is, uh, you know, things shift, but, but, but there's a lot of momentum going on right now in, in Baton Rouge. The Raymond hire, the Davis hire, uh, two stupendous recruiters. Uh, you, you, can, you can feel that program percolating. Dwayne is up next in New Orleans. Yeah, hey, yeah, they just hired me too. <laughs> Brian Kelly just hired me. Today. That's the only. That's the only hey. bad hire he's made. No, he didn't. <laughs> I'm the best hire he got. Hey, I'm mad with the Alabama fans, man. I'm really mad with the Alabama fans right now. They had a chance. You got Kirby Smart in the helicopter circling your circuit, circuit, circuit your. Uh, uh, stadium and, and, and college, you should have shot that thing out there. <laughs> that funny? Did I, did I miss the joke? Yeah, yeah, Paul. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. You, 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 you don't expect me to be laughing at some put down of. Uh... Hey, you got Kirby Smart. Alabama, 
you got Curtis Mark coming down like a vulture. He coming out there like a vulture. Come and pick your players off. Now, now let me Come ask you this, them. Dwayne. Uh, you heard some Alabama fans. They don't like the portal. They don't like the NCAA. They're very angry at the they, system. They need to done that commercial then. They need to be in that Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper commercial then. Yeah, you know that Dr. Pepper commercial? They got yeah, I've seen diploma. it. I've seen it. <laughs> you losing the name. Now, 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 Dwayne, I need, I need to ask you a few questions. I want you, I want you to answer honestly, okay? <laughs> are, are you what? or are you not laughing at Alabama? I'm laughing at Alabama. <laughs> I'm laughing at them. I'm laughing at them. They know it's gone. It's history. Hey, Jim from Tuscaloosa. Um, uh, who else you buddy down there is? Um, Legend, well, oh, oh, uh, oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Larry. boy was, was hopping mad, wasn't he? Yeah, he was mad. Hey, it's gone. It's gone. It's over. And then, hey, then the best defensive player is gone. You know, hey, 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 Jim, and a legend. You're going to LSU, baby. We give him a million five already. We give him 1.5. We give him 1.5 already. He's going to LSU. We just got the defensive back coach back. He's going to LSU, man. I'm just letting you know right now where he's going to be at for the next four years, all right? Yeah. But Curry Smart, y'all got, well, y'all had a chance. Curry Smart circling your, circling your football stadium. Boy, y'all crazy down there in Alabama. Bye. Schadenfreude is a little bit over the top, isn't it? Uh, somebody is up next. Good afternoon. Good to talk to you, Paul. Thank you very much. I, uh, I, uh, boy, it seems like to me, like, are you familiar with uh, Don Henley and the song Dirty Laundry? Yes, I sure am. So, that was when he was, uh, that's after he left the Eagles. You bet. And what the words are saying is pretty much saying about Alabama. I mean, listen to these people, even that guy, boy, Dwayne. But you had a very intelligent person on before him who I really liked, who was very um, much directed towards his gratefulness, uh, an attitude of gratitude, right? Yes. Very good. Now, just listening to these people, i got to think, though, that maybe there might be a new song, maybe, because I, I come with no medical stuff, no appointments, no nothing like that. So, do you mind? I've got a song. No, for, no, go right ahead. I love music. Nothing you mind? Huh? Sure? Sure, go right ahead. Like taps to me. <laughs> well, you got the one right away. We'll get you a cigar at the door if you want to okay, drink. Okay, thank you fine. very much. So, right. go back, guys. They're playing taps for Tuscaloosa. Now, nah, come on, that's premature, right? I, I man is next. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he's not much of a whistler, but I mean, it is. Oh, but he uh, he does have a good uh, repertoire, though. Oh yeah, yeah. He, you nailed it right off the bat. It didn't take much. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been that. That Russian death march. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, you got to love that kind of stuff. I, I tell you what, old Jim was upset with you. I mean, you never interrupt. I mean, I mean, Paul, I mean, you've been talking over me for the last 15 years, and you never do it to him. What is Jim missing? I think he's missing everything. I don't think Jim has a good conscious grasp on things. Just kind of like the little fella when he quit. He's got 100% access to the team. And he went to them players after that Michigan ass-whipping and told him, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be here. He looked them guys in the face and lied. 
now the Bama fans are, what's going on? Everybody's poaching. Everybody's poaching. Like Nick Saban wasn't poaching all these years. They they poaching. It ain't fair. It ain't fair, Paul. Save us. This is some. Oh, he's a good coach. He's going to be okay. He's hiring some. Dude, it ain't enough. What do you think we're going to win, Paul? What do you think we're going to do? Is he a good hire? They ain't even snapped a football. And you're supposed to have an idea of what's going on. It's the game of football, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Griffith had a great story about the game of football and what a football really is. And that guy ain't been there but a couple days. And, of course, the, the athletic director comes on here. Well, I had choice A, B, and C, but not necessarily in any order. If you <laughs> well, uh, you well I mean, there's no difference between A, B, C, and D, is there? There's no difference whatsoever. If there's no difference, why did you call them A, B, C, and D? That ain't the way it works. That ain't the way it works. It's a game of football. You got to have taters. You got to have ABCs. You got to have field goals. You got to have two point plays. Even though your two point play gets shut down on the four yard line with your running quarterback face down, face down in the dirt, ran over his own player. That's how dumb that quarterback is. And he wants $1.5 million, $1.5 million for that play? My goodness hey, gracious. Hey, hey I mean, I, 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 listen, I don't care what you say about anything, but I don't appreciate you calling a player dumb. That guy's got a pretty good uh, reputation as a smart quarterback. Yeah, if you draw him plays up in the dirt. It, it, by the way, it wasn't Milrow's fault that – his uh, right guard got blown out of the sky and fell back five feet and tripped him over. Yeah, but there again, but, but, you know, I remember Milrow looking pretty smart on the final play of the Iron Bowl when he uh, when he had the grave digger to Isaiah Bond. It is, it broke your heart. There you go. You you you're trying your best to save the Bammers some grace. I mean. You know, they even calling in and say, I wish he'd talk about something else. Why do you even take his call? I'm just stating, the, I'm just stating the facts, I mean, something that you don't seem to be on speaking terms with. I'm, I'm always on the facts. I, I talk about the facts. I stay on topic all the time. I mean, you, you and Jim just did this exact same thing. You're criticizing him, but you both insulted the intelligence of a young student athlete at the University of Alabama. Hey, my problem, he's going to Alabama. You saw that play. He went right up the middle, Paul. He went right up. And every guy that you've had on, every guest you've had, if he just went to the left, if he just went to the left, he's looking straight ahead, Paul. If he just went to the left. Maybe maybe your brilliant I mean, coach should have sent more than two and a half people in to try to uh, attack the play. You got a point there. You damn sure got a point there. You can't. You, you, why do you go to prevent defense? when you've been playing great defense the whole game, and then you send three people, and you don't even rush them. They're just standing there. They're just kind of bouncing around, kind of bouncing around. Hell, Nate Oates was shoving people around better than Auburn was in that last play. You got to like the way I just moved that in there, didn't you? You got to like that. <laughs> that, boom, was, boom, boom, that was boom. clever, by the way, that, to working that, that Nate Oates smooth. into your, uh, your, your set list. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, he me I'll talk about the Almond Brothers. Well, you know, Paul, when I was five years old, I was in kindergarten and we had like music you know, we was all sitting around, a bunch of us little kids in shorts and T shirts and we was sitting in there and we was the lady was singing, the teacher. 
and she was teaching us how to clap hands. Well, I could actually clap my hands in time. And it wasn't long, she gave me two sticks out of the music box. And I, it, it was my job, instead of clapping hands, sit them two sticks. Now, isn't that an amazing story? That lady saw a five-year-old boy could clap his hands in time, and she said, here, you, you control these. And then gave that girl that tambourine. And she looked like Tina Turner. And, and before long, we was rolling on the river. We's rolling, baby, we's rolling. And, and you know. I mean, we we didn't even know Proud Mary, but we was playing the hell out of it. But, Paul, I mean, what are the Bammers going to do? Now that everything is falling completely apart, there's no football till spring. It's, you reckon the board guy is going to make them do make them have the running of the gumps like Nick Saban did? He'd make them run the entire length of the field to get that autograph. The entire length of the field. Half them fellas couldn't even get to the 25-yard line. Made him run the entire length of the field. And now he's going to sit over there in, in Bryant Denny. He's going to be looking over at the team. And you know what's going to be most interesting? Just like Pat Dye when he told Terry about he's an Auburn man now. He's an Auburn man. How long do you think before Nick Saber says, he's a bammer now. He's a bammer now. How long do you think it'll be, Paul? How long? How long do you think it'll be? I don't know the answer to that, but uh, our next caller will have that for you. When we come back, Legend joins the show. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Just again, updating, uh, we talked to uh, Greg Byrne. One of the questions we had, I mean, the, the, the purpose of the interview was going to be tell us the story of the hiring of, of Greg DeBoer after uh, you learned the news about Nick Saban. We did ask him at the end about the chaos in college football right now, and some of it is affecting the University of Alabama with, with a couple of key players today. Uh, jumping into the portal, Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor, who were the two top recruits last year. 
best offensive player in the country, best defensive player in the country. Legend is next. Good afternoon. What's up, my black hat brother? What's Legend. Up, Paul, you said dark days were ahead, man, but I didn't know it was going to get this dark. It's going dark. <laughs> Somebody done turned the lights out. Oh, my Lord, Paul. This is bad, man. This is bad, brother. This is bad, man. Man, I ain't seen so many folks jump off the boat like this, man, in years. Man, everybody jumping boat. You hey, know? Legend, Legend, I came to work today and I looked at the, uh, it said 117.24 on my computer. I just looked at it again. It says 117.2006. <laughs> you ain't right, boy. I tell you what, you just push the knife on in a little further, man. Push it on in. Don't tell your black hat brother like that, man. Let me say this with all honesty. We are friggin' Alabama, and we're going to be all right. Because when that transfer portal opens in April, we're going to be coming at you after your wide receivers. We're going to be coming after your safeties. We're going to be coming after your offensive tackles. The same way you treated us, don't think that we ain't going to do the same thing right back to you, brother. I ain't going to get mad and say anything bad about a player, about a 19- and 20-year-old. But I will say this about two morons that come on here and call people stupid and dumb. To call a 19, 20, 21-year-old kid stupid or dumb, that just shows how pathetic you really are, I man and Jim. You both are a bunch, bunch of white trash incorporated. That's why I call y'all that. You got no business talking about them kids like that. Call them a sellout. Call them a boat jumper. That's fine. But to call them stupid and dumb, just shows how pathetic both of y'all really are. You know, Paul's watching a coat game this year, and I've seen the funniest thing I've ever seen. They had Garner Mishu, uh wired up against the uh, uh, Raiders, and every time Max Crosby got close to Garner Mishu, he would say, little-ass boy. He sacked him one time. He said, little-ass boy. Every time he got close to him, he'd call him little-ass boy. And that's what I man is. You ain't nothing but a little ass boy. Your ass is so little, it look like you got a plank in your jeans when you walk around, dude. You ain't nothing but a little ass punk calling somebody dumb. Won't you worry about Coach Freak down there at Auburn and all them defections going on down there? Hell, Cadillac don't even want to be a part of that garbage no more. It's so pathetic. I heard Cadillac say there's something wrong down there. Listen to what the man said in his interview. There's something wrong down there. You want to talk about the University of Alabama punk? We'll be just okay. And for you, Jim, to call somebody stupid, you're the dumbest, stupidest caller to ever step on this program, acting like you two years old, talking about somebody can't talk down to you, somebody can't correct you. Well, stop being so stupid and a dumb moron, and maybe somebody will talk to you in the right kind of way, idiot. Dumb and stupid. Y'all ought to be pathetically ashamed of your old asses for talking about a young man like that. Now, let me get to this situation, Paul, and let me tell you what I think about it. I ain't mad at Caleb Downs. I ain't mad at Proctor. Yeah, I don't like the system, but it is what it is. But let me say this right here to all the players that are staying. Thank you, Jalen Melrose. Thank you for everybody that stayed for the A, that stayed for the 100,000 fans in the stands every week. 
that stayed for the millions of Alabama fans around the nation. I guess for some players, the fans don't mean a damn thing. They don't mean a damn thing. It don't appear that A don't mean a damn thing. But for those that it means something to, I appreciate you staying and representing the A and being a part of the Alabama family. And let me say this with all sincerity to all the players, all the coaches, and any bandwagon fan out there. If you ain't with us, you're against us. And if you don't want to be a part of it, I don't care if you're an All-American safety, an All-American quarterback, or an All-American running back. If you don't want to be a part of the program, the greatest organization in the whole damn world, then hit the damn door. I don't want you. I want people committed to the A, proud to wear the A, the way Musso, E.J. Jr., Derek Thomas, George Teague was proud to wear the A. If you ain't all in, get your ass out the door. We don't want you, and we don't need you. We'll be back because who we are, we're too big to fail. Come April, we're coming for your receivers. We're coming for your safeties. We're coming for your linebackers. Get ready. Two can play that damn game. If you don't want to be a part, don't let the ass hit your door. Get out the damn door. I'm man and Jim. White Trash Incorporated. Keep the players out of your mouth. They're not stupid. They're not dumb. They're young men confused by a system run by a bunch of old idiots that can't sit down and come up with some rules to correct this bull crap. Legend has left the damn building. Transfer portal that. We'll take a break. Sounds like everything is perfectly normal in Alabama. We will be back with more analysis right after this. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. What? So we've had uh, the athletic director on. We've had a lot of uh, reaction. Let's get some experts on here. J.D. Pickell from on three, uh, who has such a great uh, pulse of everything going on in college football. JD, great to see you. Uh, let's start just with 
where we are, there seems to be uh, a lot of reaction, maybe overreaction uh, to uh, what is happening in Tuscaloosa, players jumping in the portal. Is this just a, a sign of the times or does it mean something else? I think it's probably a, a little bit of both. I think the, the most distilled analysis I could give of what's going on in Tuscaloosa is, yes, players commit to schools and they commit to you know, the, the team and all of those things. But I think most simply, like, people commit to people. And a lot of these guys that committed out of high school to Alabama, they committed to that script day. Of course, they committed to Nick Saban and a lot of those position coaches. And quite frankly, with the turnover in that staff, like it's, it's hard to blame these kids with the way their situation has changed for looking for some other options. So I think also when you talk about Kalen DeBoer, I don't think he's someone that a lot of these kids on that roster are enormously familiar with. Like I don't think a lot of these kids at Alabama took visits to Washington out of high school or followed Washington football super closely. So I think the star power that he maybe lacks as opposed to some other coaches in the conference or across the country maybe keeps him from some of that benefit of the doubt. But overall, I think Alabama will still be in contention for a couple of years. Even with all these portal moves, I think they're still going to have a pretty solid roster overall. I say that now with you know the, the portal continuing to churn. I think they'll still have a solid roster uh, when we kick off in the fall. Yeah, I, I think, J.D., I think the really the most difficult thing is to give an analysis of Alabama. We don't know what it looks like yet. We, we, we have, I mean, this thing is so fluid. Uh, and I, I think it's just a, a realization, is it not? I mean, coaching changes have happened forever, but we are at a, a, an inflection point right now in college football, which I want to hear you talk about. Yeah, and it's tough right now, too, with the timing of it. Because, I mean, if Alabama hadn't made the college football playoff, Maybe Nick Saban retires a little bit earlier. Maybe Alabama is able to still have their you know, pick of the litter when it comes to who they were to take via the transfer portal. Like right now for Alabama, the tough part is they have this 30-day window where their players can jump in. But a lot, of, a lot of the players that jumped in earlier in the season, they've since already found a home. So for Alabama, the, the tide's sort of going out, pun intended, uh, but in terms of who they can select and try and refill some of those losses from the portal, uh, the pickings are a little bit more slim. J.D., everybody plays a instant, re instant reaction, instant analysis when a, when a coaching move is made. But clearly, uh, as great a coach as DeBoer is, we all know his resume. I mean, I think that's pretty repetitive to keep reading it. Um, who benefits the most from Nick Saban retiring? Yeah, that's, that's a tremendous question. It's hard for me to not look within the SEC and look at a school like Georgia and a school like Auburn. I'll start with Georgia. I mean, for them, that was kind of like the final boss level they had to beat to win the conference was, okay, if you can get past Saban and you thought you'd probably have to do that the first weekend of December, year in and year out, that was going to be the hurdle you had to clear. Uh, that's not there anymore. So with great opportunity also comes great pressure. So for Georgia, it feels like there's less difficulty, maybe a little bit less of an, of an uphill climb having to clear the greatest of all time in Nick Saban. Now the conference will obviously still be tough with Steve Sarkeesian and everything that Lane Kiffin's doing through the portal and who knows what Oklahoma is going to be. And so across the board, the SEC will still be brutal, but I think Georgia benefits the most. Uh, you also look, you click, look at Auburn. I mean, with Hugh Freeze and the way that he's attacking the portal and he's attract, attacking on the recruiting trail, um, I think their talent level will continue to increase. Um, I'm curious about the quarterback position for them long-term, but overall, like if you can beat Alabama, and, and Paul, you know this better than anybody, you can beat Alabama at a place like Auburn, the amount of just approval that, that gives you within the Auburn community and what that means for you you know, long-term in the SEC, I think that's massive. So the door to do that for Hugh Freeze, uh, I feel like there's a pretty good prop to open window for him to get that done. 
J.D., I'm, I'm curious about another school uh, that has done well. They made it to the championship game last year. They lost a number of games. This year they lost three. It seemed disappointing based on predictions, but, but Brian Kelly has completely rebooted his program, losing the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, where are you on the ascent of the Tigers down there? I was encouraged that they made such a pivot defensively. Because for me, with Matt House, you had you know two different sample sizes when it came to his first year in Baton Rouge. You know the defense was great. The defense was keeping them in games, and we're all talking about Harold Perkins and getting excited about 2023. And then in 2023, Paul, I mean they, they were like Swiss cheese. Like they weren't able to stop anybody. And so I think credit to Brian Kelly for saying, "Hey, this wasn't good enough. The expectation here is to win national championships, and I'm not going to sit back here and say, what does year three look like in this defense? What do we do you know, to try and make up for a, a down year? He says, listen, we have the standard up here, and it starts with me, and it starts with our staff. And so being able to pivot from that quickly, uh, I'm excited for them because w- with them hiring Mizzou's defensive coordinator, I think they're going to be much more aggressive, and I think it's going to equip uh, Harold Perkins to thrive a little bit more like we saw him do in his true freshman season. Uh, who plays quarterback? It sounds like it'll be Garrett Nussmeyer until further notice, and we all saw what he did in some limited action uh, early on in his career. So I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm bullish on LSU. We are now into Oklahoma and Texas. Every time I'm talking about the SEC, you have to remind yourself they are now part of it because uh, they may play basketball and softball and baseball, but, but they're not playing any more games uh, in the Big 12. So you alluded to Sarkeesian a minute ago. Uh, talk a little bit about Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, it, it's weird. Like, I don't know if it'll really hit me that they're in the SEC until we get to media days next year and we see a bunch of burnt orange and boomer sooner going on over there. I think that's maybe when it will hit. Uh, but when it comes to Texas, I mean, I think they have had as good of an uh, a buildup and an entryway, if you will, into the SEC as you could have had. To beat Alabama by double digits and to have this momentum winning your conference and then going to the college football playoff before you catapult into the toughest conference in college football. I mean, I think they're, they're primed for uh, a, a great season next year and having the continuity with Quinn Ewers at quarterback is massive. Uh, also, the key thing for me here, Paul, with Texas, uh, they have weapons. And we've seen throughout the course of Steve Sarkeesian's career, whether he's a head coach or whether he's a coordinator, when he has the right ingredients at the skill players to be dynamic, that's when Texas can really hurt you. So picking up guys like Silas Bolden through the portal, picking up Isaiah Bond through the portal, and then Quinn Ewers coming back, I think that's massive. Uh, and then when we talk about Oklahoma, I think the momentum they have right now is exciting. Uh, I'm really curious to see how Jackson Arnold does in year one as, as the guy. But I mean, we were saying that after his first season, he went six and seven and had a bunch of close losses. And a lot of people were selling their Oklahoma stock. And it's like, hey, listen, this is a guy who's still figuring out how to be a head coach. I mean, they got a good roster. They've recruited tremendously well on the defensive line. So we'll see how that whole thing comes into place when they move into the SEC. But overall, I'm more excited about Texas in their first year and Oklahoma. You know, I think it's kind of a wait and see for me. We're talking to J.D. Pickell from On3. I want to I ask you a little bit about On3 for a second because at Media Days, we, we had uh, Shannon Terry on who has been such a uh, successful, successful doesn't describe what he has done in, 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 in this platform. But on three, is, it seems like they're at the tip of, of where NIL is. There's so much uh, coverage of it. There's so much breaking news of it. I'm, I'm curious from your standpoint, uh, being uh, one of the front-facing people at that, just the, the, the culture that is changing every day in college sports and how your company is attacking it. I think one of the things that I appreciate being a part of on three is just what you mentioned, kind of being on the cutting edge of some of these new things within college football. I mean, I think on three 
is owning the coverage of the transfer portal with great reporters like Pete Nakos. I mean, I think everything that we're doing on the NIL side of things from NIL education with the On3 NIL Elite Series event we did this past spring, summer in Nashville. That was phenomenal having some of the top prospects in the country get a chance to come and learn from guys like Kirk Herbstreit, like personnel from Instagram. Uh, Livy Dunn was there and spoke to the athletes who's done tremendously for herself on the NIL front. Um, so the education part of things, then also understanding like, hey, that's, that's a part of collegiate athletics right now. Like we see it in college football very clearly. We're seeing these teams that want to uh, participate and, and compete on the NIL front. They're doing tremendous through the transfer portal. They're landing the top guys and they're able to allocate resources uh, to set themselves up for success. So I think uh, the futuristic thinking and uh, the understanding of where college sports is headed and the way on three is, is attacking that and covering that. I'm really proud to be a part of it. And like you mentioned, uh, being on a team and being able to, to be on a team led by Shannon Terry, uh, Tremendous, tremendous opportunity and excited about the future. J, J.D., before you go, I want to just look ahead because, you know, we talked about the, the treetop stories, but there's some major programs out there, uh, one in particular in, in Florida that can't seem to get out of its own way. Uh, and I know that's been a hot topic around National Signing Day, but we've moved on because they weren't in a bowl game. They didn't get the extra practices or, or the coverage. Uh, Billy Napier has a great reputation. He's Play, he's played a role in the Nick Saban tree, but where is he right now, and what does his future look like? Yeah, well, I mean, the 2024 schedule in the SEC isn't doing Florida any favors. Um, I'll say this. I'm a believer in Billy Napier, and I don't think where he's at currently at Florida and the situation they find themselves in is indicative of what he is as a head coach. I mean, I think, honestly, like, the way that I look at this, uh, Billy Napier did not inherit the most stable ship when it came to his roster in the SEC. And it's one thing to have a ship taking on water and have a roster that has holes in it and try to patch that together in a lesser conference. Uh, he had the equivalent of, hey, push this ship out to harbor in a monsoon that is the SEC and try and win some football games. So um, it's kind of a cliche answer, but I'm a little bit wait and see in, when it comes to Billy Napier. Like you said, I'm, I, I root for him. I think he's um, phenomenal for college football, and I love the way that he goes about building his program. So uh, we'll see. Stranger things have happened. If Graham Merch can take a step forward and if Eugene Wilson can be a guy that you can build the offense around in a, in a little more of a consistent manner, there could be some good things headed their way. But um, I'm interested to see how they respond to last year's lack of success. And, and finally, uh, Missouri seemed like they surprised a lot of people. And, and finding surprise teams is difficult because the SEC has so many good ones. But if you had to look past the ones that we have obsessed over, the, the Ole Misses and the LSUs and the Texases and all the, you know, the, you know the, is there someone that you can see making a, a quantum leap in the 24 season, knowing the schedule and knowing everything? We don't know everything, but we know a lot right now. I mean, I'm looking at Auburn, Paul, and I know that Peyton Thorne still has a lot left to be desired of what he showed last year throwing the football. But if I'm looking at flashes, I mean, the way that they pushed Georgia to the final drive, the way that they pushed Alabama to happen to go fourth and 31 and have a miracle play to beat them. Like the New Mexico State game is kind of a black eye on their season, but Auburn's a team that really should have, would have, could have won seven games. And that was just the first year under Hugh Freeze. So the way that I'm looking at this, they did really well through the portal a season ago. Their starting quarterback missed the most important 15 practices of the entire year, which is spring football. If they can be a little bit more dynamic offensively, if Peyton Thorne can kind of have a, a little more of a light bulb kind of season, getting some more time as the guy and having a full offseason under his belt, 
I mean, I believe in Hugh Freeze. I mean, we, we saw the way that he schemed it up against Georgia and against Alabama. And so seeing that, that bullet point on the, on the graph of, of Auburn and what they are trending towards, I'm excited for them. And I think they could be a team that takes a pretty big leap uh, in 2024. Amazing conversation with J.D. from On3. Always great, J.D. Thanks for making time. Appreciate it, Paul. Man. Guy knows everything about uh, college football. We always enjoy these conversations. As we head to the break, busy afternoon. Uh, we'll recap uh, what Greg Byrne told us earlier and your phone calls right after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Boys are back. Saturday morning. Get ready. Marty. Even McGee. Okay, let's get some more calls here. Been a good day. A lot of objectivity. J.K. is up next. What's up, fine, bro? J.K.? Man, have you ever seen some more that life than a bully getting drop kicked in the mouth? Legend coming on here talking about, ah, uh, if they don't want to be here, let them go. Man, you need every player that left Alabama. Y'all top six defensive players are gone. Three of them in the NFL, three of them in the portal. Your top wide receiver gone. Your top tight end gone. Your top offensive lineman gone. And you talking about they need to stay. They know they're not going to be winning in anything anytime soon. Nick got in the portal. All the players in the portal. What is he going to call, call in here and laugh about now? I'm glad he in the black hat club because usually that's what they wear at a funeral, all black. So he can take that black hat to the cemetery and put that fat elephant in the ground because they're dead, buried, and gone. Man, before I had time to celebrate that ass whooping Michigan gave him, here I am a week later, I'm celebrating Nick leaving. Now all the players leaving. Man, this 2024 has started off great. And I don't want to hear none of that old stupid laughing he comes in with every time he calls. He went from laughing to crying. Elvis. Never should come back in this building. I'm out, baby. William of Maryville is up next. Happy New Year, Paul. How are you? Hey, William. Hey, a couple quick things, you know, on this transfer brouhaha to Alabama. You know, when when, uh, Pruitt got fired... Everybody rated the UT roster. Alabama did, Oklahoma did, UNC did. And, you know, ironically, uh, I don't know any of those players that transferred had better years than Jalen Hyatt did in 2022 or 
than Tennessee did in 2022. So the grass is not always greener, but kids are going to do what kids do, especially with the lure of this money. Secondly, Paul, you know, everybody's been psychoanalyzing why Nick Saban retired, and, and I think it's way overanalyzed because, you know, Paul, being a CEO is about, in my opinion, two things. Number one, problem solving, and number two, strategic thinking. And right now it's really hard to to – to think strategically because NIL and transfers, you don't have roster stability and really don't know where football is going right now. But also, you know, problem solving, you know, is, is always solving somebody else's problem. And, and, and I think that at Saban's age, those problems and challenges became aggravations. And it's as simple as that. He just stayed aggravated all the time because he couldn't control what was going on around him. And, and, and it, it just happens as you get older because you don't see problems the same thing, you, same way you do as when you're younger. But thirdly, whoever you had on there talking about this kumbaya of the new coach seeking Saban's wisdom and, and, and guidance, that's a recipe for disaster, Paul, because number one, you know, what if he gives good guidance and it blows up in DeBoer's face? Or what if DeBoer doesn't take his guidance and it blows up in his face? You know, you, you cannot operate when you're looking over your shoulder because God is on the floor above you. And right now, Saban's reputation is, is like that, and I don't think he's going to do anything to uh, tarnish it. So I, I think that's a kumbaya that, that is just a nothing good is going to happen from it. Yeah, and I mean, William, I, I think I think Coach Saban's most important role was – you know, the transition, uh, being, you know, being supportive, but also I mean, the biggest job was trying to retain these players. And uh, that is a, is, a, is a big hill to climb right now. Big hill to climb. I mean, how, how can you say to a player, look, I recruited you. I mean, I thought Saban's comment about, hey, I'm going to be one floor up and I can still get on you was, was a little bit incredible because he's quit, he's retired, he's moving on. Maybe you use him for fundraising. But I think about when Fulmer hired Pruitt. Oh, yeah. And next thing you knew, Fulmer got – but he got in trouble for because he went to practice. He was on the field. The uh, it coach. looked like he wanted to be the coach. Exactly. Now, last thing – By the way, he would have been a better coach. coach than Pruitt. Well, no doubt about that. But And I'm not a big Fulmer fan. But last thing, Nate Oates – you know, Tony Vitello chest bumped an umpire and got three-game suspension. NATO's pushed a player last night, and I think that's, I think that's probably a fireable offense in, in basketball. So what do you think about that one, Paul? Thank you for listening to the best of the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Watch the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the SEC Network. Plus, you can listen and watch on the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.